Hi guys, it's Lenny, and we're back for the third episode of my podcast. So, today we are going to be sharing part three of Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Where last we left Snow White, she was about to go down to the Seven Dwarves' kitchen so that she could eat some dinner. She was very, very hungry after running for like an hour. And last we left the queen, she was trying to find another way to get rid of Snow White. Now that we're all cut up, let's get back to the story. Snow White was eating soup that the seven doors had prepared. Kind of. Well, they had prepared it. But after taking a sip, she realized that it was not very good. The seven dwarves were not very good cooks, but she was. Back when her father was alive, the cooks in the kitchen at the palace had taught her everything she needed to know about cooking. Well, now she was a very good cook. The seven dwarves had some spices in their kitchen, and she used some of them to make the soup taste incredible. Now, the seven dwarves were gobbling it up, and they did not have very good table manners. Snow White was now almost finished with her soup. As soon as she was, she put the dirty dish on the kitchen counter. Do you guys want to do something? She asked the seven dwarves, but they were still scarfing down the soup and didn't hear her. Back at the palace, the evil queen was plotting the next way that she could get rid of Snow White. Magic mirror on the wall, she said. Where is Snow White? Tell me now. You didn't rhyme, said the mirror. I don't care. Just show me. You need to rhyme, said the magic mirror. Okay, okay, said the evil queen. Magic mirror on the wall. Show me Snow White. Um, where she is for all? That did not make sense, said the mirror. Would you like me to show everyone where so Snow White is? No, said the queen. Then make up a different rhyme, said the mirror. After a couple other times, she had finally th- thought up a rhyme that worked. Magic mirror, magic mirror, show snow, show where Snow White is far away, right here. So now she saw Snow White washing her dish in the Seven Dwarfs' cottage. I have to go there, said the queen, and get rid of Snow White. Well, said the mirror, I have a way you might be able to do this. You have to do this smart, you know. You don't want Snow White to realize who you are. You're right, said the evil queen. The next day, Snow woke up. Sleep. She was sleeping on the floor because there were no other beds for her to sleep in. She had insisted not to take any of the other dwarves' beds, even though they had asked her to. That morning, the seven dwarves went off to the mines where they worked and left Snow alone in the house. In the afternoon, Snow was decided that she was going to bake and she was going to bake a pumpkin pie for a special treat after dinner to to show the dwarves that she was very happy that they'd let her into her new home. Also, she really liked baking 
it just gave her a lot of happiness. And then she heard a knock on the door. She opened it and realized that it was an old woman standing there with a black cloak on. The old woman said, I am I am selling pretty dresses. Would you like to buy a dress? Who she said. Who are you? asked Snow White. I am just an old woman, said the old woman in the door. Would you like to buy a dress? I would, said Snow, but I'm afraid I don't have any money. Well, there's no rule saying you can't try one on, even if you don't have any money, said the old woman. Okay, said Snow White. The old woman put the dress on, Snow White. And she started, and she, and there, it was a corset. So it's like a, a type of thing that women used to wear and on, on their, in, in dresses. She pulled the corset tighter and tighter. I can't breathe, said Snow White. Yes, said the, said the old woman. That's the point. She pulled tighter and tighter and tighter until Snow White was, it was so tight that Snow White was knocked out. The evil, the evil queen, who was the old woman in disguise, laughed and n- laughed mischievously. And then, thinking Snow White dead, ran back to the castle. When the seven dwarves got back, they saw her on the ground and immediately loosened the dress, seeing that she couldn't breathe. Snow White woke up and gasped for breath. What was it? What happened, said the dwarves. It must have been the evil queen trying to kill me, said Snow. The next day, another old woman came to the door. Oh, I'm selling hair products, many hair products, said the old woman. I'm sorry, said Snow, but I can't let you in, and I can't buy any hair products because I have no money. There's no rule against trying out the hair products, said the old woman. I'm very sorry, said Snow White, but I really shouldn't. You see, the... She stopped. She had almost given away her identity. The old woman was beginning to get suspicious. What? Why won't you tell me, dear? You you know, you know that you can tell me. But Snow did not, because she thought that if she didn't try the hair products... The old woman might suspect something, and that could lead to her getting found out by the evil queen. So she said, okay, okay, I'll try your hair products. The old woman combed Snow White's hair, but as soon as the comb touched Snow White's scalp, she fell unconscious. The comb had been poisoned. The evil queen, who was really the old woman in disguise, cackled mischievously, and then, thinking Snow White dead, returned to the castle. The seven dwarves found Snow White unconscious and saw the comb in her hair. They took it out and Snow White said, it must have been the evil queen trying to kill me again. The next day she was extremely positive that she wasn't going to let any old woman into the house to try their hair products or dress products or whatever they were selling. That day, Not an old woman, but a young woman came to the door. And the young woman looked nothing like the old hag she'd seen before. 
who actually, she thought about, as she thought about it, looked quite similar. Hello, said the, the young woman. Hello, I'm selling, I'm selling apples. I am the wife of a farmer nearby. Would you like to buy one of my apples? I'm sorry, said Snow White, but I have no money. Well, said the farmer, no one has bought my apples so far. I might as well stop giving them away for free now, she said, and said, fine, you here, you can have one. She gave Snow White the most beautiful, pure apple in the entire basket of apples and set it on the windowsill. That one is very beautiful, isn't it? And you're very beautiful. You deserve it. Oh, I'm sorry, but I can't, said Snow. I, uh, I, but as she stared at the apple, a strange, overwhelming desire came over her, and she wanted so badly just to eat it. So she picked it up and took a big bite. As soon as she did, she realized that the apple was extremely sour. She spit most of it out, which was rude, but she was caught off guard because she expected it to be very delicious. And looked down at the apple, which was now revealed to be rotting and black in many spots. Snow White suddenly felt woozy and fell to the floor. The young woman, who was really just the evil queen in disguise, cackled mischievously, and now, thinking that surely Snow White must actually be dead, she went back to the castle. When the seven dwarves found Snow White, they thought that surely she was actually dead. So they placed her in a coffin case surrounded with jewels. It was the most beautiful thing that they owned. They had now had no use for it because no one in the Seven Dwarves family had ever had had died within within their time of being alive. But now there was use for it. They did not want to bury Snow White because she was so beautiful, but they would put her into the glass coffin. They put her into the glass coffin, and one day, a prince rode up. She rode by the seven dwarfs' house and saw the coffin. He stopped because he recognized the girl inside. He recognized her from five years ago, when Snow White and him had met, because the evil queen was trying to introduce her to other royals. They had bonded, but he had had to go back because he was supposed to be betrothed to another girl. But that girl had found another husband, so he had no wife and no betrothed. Side note, if I said betrothed wrong, then please do not, uh, like, get mad at me. (laughs) And... And then he came, and then once he recognized Snow White, he came down and said, What happened to this girl? He didn't want to give away that he knows Snow White or that he was a royal because he did not like being royal and wanted to escape. And just at that very moment, he had been riding away from his kingdom because he had run away. That is Princess Snow White, said the dwarves. She died, the evil 
queen killed her. Oh my, he said. And he wore, and he said, May we take her back to my castle? I think that we can have a, cel- a celebration to honor the life that she lived. He was quite sad that his old playmate, playmate had died. Of course, said the seven dwarves, who could tell that he was a prince because of the regal clothing that he was wearing and a beautiful white stallion that he had been riding moments before. But just as they, but just as they reached the castle, the, the, the coffin bumped into a tree and the piece of apple that had been wedged in Snow White's throats came out of her mouth. You see, the apple would have killed her, but the piece of apple that she had bitten into, that she hadn't spat out, got wedged in her throat instead. And instead of death, she was put into a deep sleep. The bonk loosened the apple from her throat and it fell out. Snow White woke up. What's happening? she asked and realized that she couldn't get out of the coffin. She banged on the glass. The prince stopped and realizing that she wasn't dead after all, opened the coffin. Snow White and the prince instantly fell in love, which sounds dumb, but it actually wasn't because they'd secretly be in, a lo- in love with each other from the, moment that, from the moment that they became friends five years ago, but neither of them had been able to admit it because they thought the other one didn't feel the same way. Besides, the prince had been betrothed then. But now they could, but now they really loved each other even more. They took back the kingdom and they married and they lived happily ever after. The queen ran away. No one saw her until much later, but that's a story for another time. Thanks for listening to my, to this episode. There will be more episodes and the next one is going to be a special on the history of magic not a fairy tale. So, if you would like to skip the special, that's okay. But I think the special is going to be really fun personally. So, I so I ask that you should probably listen to it. Okay. Well, goodbye. See you next time. Lenny again. If you've listened to my podcast so far, then you'll probably be guessing that this is part two of Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Hey, if you haven't listened to this podcast before, then listen to part one first, okay? Because otherwise you'll be really, really confused on where the story is going and you'll be like, wait, what's happening? I don't remember this happening. So... If you haven't listened to part one yet, listen to it before you listen to this. Okay? Thanks. Now, let's get on with the story. Where last we left Snow White, she was running in the woods after kicking the huntsman in the stomach. She is a really fast runner. And where last we left the huntsman, he was running with his wife to a land where the evil queen couldn't punish him for not finishing the task of killing Snow White, the princess. 
and where last we left the evil queen, she was shrieking at the top of her lungs when she realized that the huntsman had not given her Snow White's heart, but had given her the heart of a pig. Okay, well, let's get on with the story. Snow White ran through the forest. It seemed as if the trees were grinning at her, being like, Hey, so, you finally got kicked down, huh? But some of the trees felt like they were reaching for her, like they were trying to grab her and pull her away to who knows where, maybe the queen. Maybe the trees worked for the queen. Now, that's crazy, she thought. For a long time now, she'd been wondering when the queen was going to get rid of her. It was very obvious that the queen did not like her at all, and she had a lot of ideas, the queen did, about what Snow was supposed to be. And honestly, Snow knew that eventually the queen was probably going to try to kill her when the huntsman tried to, and the queen had sent him out to give her a nice walk. She knew that it was go- that she that the queen was going to try to kill her. She wasn't stupid. She'd seen the signs, but right now she was running through the forest, and she had really really painful blisters on her feet. She'd been running for about half an hour now without stopping. How could she stop? What if the huntsman was running behind her? What if the huntsman was trying to catch her and kill her? Maybe bring her to the queen so the queen could do it herself. (sighs) Well, just when Snow White thought that she was going to die from the blisters in her feet, she suddenly saw a house. No, she thought, I must be hallucinating. But she wasn't, because the house was right there in front of her. The house was small, and it looked like it was in a fairy tale. It is in a fairy tale. She just doesn't know that. It looked like it was a dollhouse. It was so cute sitting there. It it was a tiny house made out of brick, with, with a tiny little pointed roof like the hat sitting on an elf. She quickly ran down to the house and knocked on the door. No answer. When she tried to open the door, she surprised to know that it wasn't locked. So she came in. She came in and this is what she saw. She saw a little table with seven chairs around the table and there was food on the table. And upstairs, she didn't see upstairs, but she did see a staircase going somewhere. She'd been running for an hour and a half now, and she was very hungry because she had skipped breakfast to go on this walk. So she sat down in the chair and began to eat all the food on the table. She was so hungry. She's a very nice person, but she was so hungry that she couldn't even think right now. Then... She ran up the stairs to see what was there, hoping that there was a bedroom. She was correct. Seven tiny beds were sprawled out in the room that she saw at the top of the staircase. Oh, they must, this house must belong to tiny little children, she thought. They're living alone? She did realize that there were no beds for grown-ups or anything like that. She had no idea what was happening to these children 
or whoever lived in the house. Maybe it was elves. But she couldn't worry about that right now. She was very tired. So she plopped down on one of the beds, ignoring the fact that it was too small for her, and fell asleep in like 10 seconds flat. Now, what has happened to our dear queen? Well, after she realized that the huntsman had tricked her, she was going into a rampage. And she was practically tearing her hair out. She called the servants and said that she would not be coming out of her room for a couple of days. The mirror stayed silent. Why are you staying silent? cried the queen. Because, said the mirror, I have the intel on where Snow White is at this very moment. But if you do not stop screaming, I do not think that I will tell you. The evil queen controlled herself. Okay, she said. Where is she? The mirror showed a picture of a small house made out of brick with with a pointed with a pointed roof that looked like a, a hat on an elf. This is where she is, said the mirror. The queen smiled. Back where Snow White was, she woke up to the whispering and chattering of seven little men. They all had pointed hats and pointed beards, and they had, and their eyes were narrowed in a point at her especially one who was crying, Hey! Hey! What is this girl doing in my bed? Hey! Hey! I'm sorry, she said, and rubbed her eyes. Wait, you're not children. You're elves. We're not elves, said one of the little people. We're dwarves. The seven dwarves, said piped another one. The seven dwarves all nodded, practically in sync. It was more than a little creepy. I'm very sorry that I broke into your home, said Snow. But, you see, the queen is trying to kill me. She's my stepmother and, wait, you're the princess, said one. Yes, said Snow. Well, this is no way to treat a princess. Come on, we better get you downstairs. You must be hungry. Yes, I am I am very sorry I ate all the food on your table. It's fine, said one of the dwarves, who seemed to be the leader. Come on now, let's get you something to eat. Okay then, she said, and walked downstairs. And that is part two of my story, guys. So, if you want to listen to part three, then go to the next episode of Retold. See you guys later. of my show. So today we're going to be doing a bonus episode, and you can skip this if you want, but I think it's going to be really fun, where I'm going to teach you a magic lesson. Today's subject is going to be fairies. So we're going to be talking all about fairies. Okay, here we go. A lot of people don't know this, but fairies are not actually small. A lot of people think that fairies are tiny, but they're not. If you were a 10-year-old, 
human, a 10-year-old fairy would actually probably be very similar sizes to you because fairies are the same size as normal humans. Pixies, however, are the small ones. Fairies do not get their wings from birth. Fairies go through a wing test when they're 11 years old and graduate 5th grade and elementary school. Then, before they go on to middle school, they have a test. It's called a wing test. They pass the wing test, then they get wings. And they get what's called golden, golden-tipped wings, where the tips of their wings are golden, indicating that they passed their fairy, that they passed their wing test on the first try. If they don't pass, then they remain nymphs. Nymphs is just a word for fairies that don't have wings, and until you get your wings, fairies are called nymphs. So if they don't pass their test the first time, then they remain nymphs and study for another year before trying again. If they pass it this time, then they get silver-tipped wings, which indicate that they passed on the second try. If they don't, then they get to study for another year and get one last chance. If they pass that chance, then they get bronze-tipped wings, that indicates that they got it on the third try. And if they don't pass that, then they, then they have to stay in it forever. But there is an alternative. If you have, this might not seem fair, but you can pay a lot of, the other ones are free, but if you pay a lot of fairy, if you pay a lot of what's called fairy gold, gold that is traded like normal money, like our money is in fairy colonies, and if you pay enough of that, then you can get one other try. And if you tr- and if you get it right on that try, then you get copper-tipped wings, indicating that you got it on the first fourth try. And if you don't, then you just have to stay in it forever. So yeah, and you can all if you att- if you get the rank of fairy godmother, which is the second highest honor you can get in fairy cultures, then you get crystal-tipped wings, indicating that you are a fairy godmother. And you also get a crystal wand with different colors depending on what type of fairy godmother you are. But the highest honor is to be royalty. When you're royalty, that means that you get diamond tip wings indicating that you are royalty. Non-royal fairies can become royal but with something called a blooding. When royals give one drop of their blood to you, then it's like this passing ceremony where you turn into royalty not of not really of course but then your grand but then the magic gives you gives you diamond wing tips and you're considered royalty then since but you since you weren't born royal you are not called royalty you're called blooded royalty so that's the lessons on fairies I hope that you have enjoyed it. These lessons are going to be short, but they're usually going to be between episodes. I hope you listen to it. Bye. Hi guys, and welcome to the fourth episode of my show. So today we're going to be doing a bonus episode, and you can skip this if you want, but I think it's going to be really fun, where I'm going to teach you a magic lesson. Today's subject is going to be fairies. So we're going to be talking all about fairies. Okay, here we go. A lot of people don't know this, but fairies are not actually small. A lot of people think that fairies are tiny, but they're not. 
if you were a 10-year-old human, a 10-year-old fairy would actually probably be very similar size as you because fairies are the same size as normal humans. Pixies, however, are the small ones. Fairies do not get their wings from birth. Fairies go through a wing test when they're 11 years old and graduate fifth grade and elementary school. Then before they go on to middle school, they have a test. It's called a wing test. They pass the wing test, then they get wings. And they get what's called golden, golden-tipped wings, where the tips of their wings are golden, indicating that they passed their fairy, that they passed their wing test on the first try. If they don't pass, then they remain nymphs. Nymphs is just a word for fairies that don't have wings, and until you get your wings, fairies are called nymphs. So if they don't pass their test the first time, then they remain nymphs and study for another year before trying again. If they pass it this time, then they get silver-tipped wings, which indicate that they passed on the second try. If they don't, then they get to study for another year and get one last chance. If they pass that chance, then they get bronze-tipped wings. That indicates that they got it on the third try. And if they don't pass that, then they, then they have to stay in it forever. But there is an alternative. If you... This might not seem fair, but you can pay a lot of. The other ones are free, but if you pay a lot of fairy, if you pay a lot of what's called fairy gold, gold that is traded like normal money, like our money is in fairy colonies, and if you pay enough of that, then you can get one other try, and if you and if you get it right on that try, then you get copper tipped wings, indicating that you got it on the first fourth try. And if you don't, then you just have to stay in it forever. So, yeah. And you can all, if you, if you get the rank of fairy godmother, which is the second highest honor you can get in fairy cultures, then you get crystal-tipped wings, indicating that you are a fairy godmother. And you also get a crystal wand, with different colors depending on what type of fairy godmother you are. But the highest honor is to be royalty. When you're royalty, that means that you get diamond-tipped wings, indicating that you are royalty. Non-royal fairies can become royal, but with something called a blooding. When royals give one drop of their blood to you, then it's like this passing ceremony where you turn into royalty. Not of, not really, of course, but then your grand. But then the magic gives you gives you diamond wing tips, and you're considered royalty. Then, since but you since you weren't born royal, you are not called royalty. You're called blooded royalty. So, that's the lessons on fairies. I hope that you have enjoyed it. These lessons are going to be short, but they're usually going to be between episodes. I hope you listen to it. Goodbye. Hi guys, and welcome to the fourth episode of my show. So today we're going to be doing a bonus episode, and you can skip this if you want, but I think it's going to be really fun, where I'm going to teach you a magic lesson. Today's subject is going to be fairies. So we're going to be talking all about fairies. Okay, here we go. A lot of people don't know this, but fairies are not actually small. A lot of people think that fairies are tiny, but they're not. 
if you were a 10-year-old human, a 10-year-old fairy would actually probably be very similar size as you because fairies are the same size as normal humans. Pixies, however, are the small ones. Fairies do not get their wings from birth. Fairies go through a wing test when they're 11 years old and graduate fifth grade and elementary school. Then before they go on to middle school, they have a test. It's called a wing test. They pass the wing test, then they get wings. And they get what's called golden, golden-tipped wings, where the tips of their wings are golden, indicating that they passed their fairy, that they passed their wing test on the first try. If they don't pass, then they remain nymphs. Nymphs is just a word for fairies that don't have wings. And until you get your wings, fa- fairies are called nymphs. So if they don't pass their test the first time, then they remain nymphs and study for another year before trying again. If they pass it this time, then they get silver-tipped wings, which indicate that they passed on the second try. If they don't, then they get to study for another year and get one last chance. If they pass that chance, then they get bronze-tipped wings. That indicates that they got it on the third try. And if they don't pass that, then they, then they have to stay in it forever. But there is an alternative. If you... This might not seem fair, but you can pay a lot of the other ones are free. But if you pay a lot of fairy, if you pay a lot of what's called fairy gold, gold that is traded like normal money, like our money is in fairy colonies, and if you pay enough of that, then you can get one other try. And if you and if you get it right on that try, then you get copper tipped wings, indicating that you got it on the first fourth try. And if you don't, then you just have to stay in it forever. So yeah, and you can all if you if you get the rank of fairy godmother, which is the second highest honor you can get in fairy cultures, then you get crystal tipped wings, indicating that you are a fairy godmother, and you also get a crystal wand, with different colors depending on what type of fairy godmother you are. But the highest honor is to be royalty. When you're royalty, that means that you get diamond-tipped wings, indicating that you are royalty. Non-royal fairies can become royal, but with something called a blooding. When royals give one drop of their blood to you, then it's like this passing ceremony where you turn into royalty. Not of, not really, of course, but then your grand. But then the magic gives you gives you diamond wingtips, and you're considered royalty. Then, since but you since you weren't born royal, you are not called royalty. You're called blooded royalty. So, that's the lessons on fairies. I hope that you have enjoyed it. These lessons are going to be short, but they're usually going to be between episodes. I hope you listen to it. Goodbye. Hi guys, and welcome to the fourth episode of my show. So today we're going to be doing a bonus episode, and you can skip this if you want, but I think it's going to be really fun, where I'm going to teach you a magic lesson. Today's subject is going to be fairies. So we're going to be talking all about fairies. Okay, here we go. A lot of people don't know this, but fairies are not actually small. A lot of people think that fairies are tiny, but they're not. 
if you were a 10-year-old human, a 10-year-old fairy would actually probably be very similar size as you because fairies are the same size as normal humans. Pixies, however, are the small ones. Fairies do not get their wings from birth. Fairies go through a wing test when they're 11 years old and graduate fifth grade and elementary school. Then before they go on to middle school, they have a test. It's called a wing test. They pass the wing test, then they get wings. And they get what's called golden, golden-tipped wings, where the tips of their wings are golden, indicating that they passed their fairy, that they passed their wing test on the first try. If they don't pass, then they remain nymphs. Nymphs is just a word for fairies that don't have wings. And until you get your wings, fa- fairies are called nymphs. So if they don't pass their test the first time, then they remain nymphs and study for another year before trying again. If they pass it this time, then they get silver-tipped wings, which indicate that they passed on the second try. If they don't, then they get to study for another year and get one last chance. If they pass that chance, then they get bronze-tipped wings. That indicates that they got it on the third try. And if they don't pass that, then they, then they have to stay in it forever. But there is an alternative. If you... This might not seem fair, but you can pay a lot of. The other ones are free, but if you pay a lot of fairy, if you pay a lot of what's called fairy gold, gold that is traded like normal money, like our money is in fairy colonies, and if you pay enough of that, then you can get one other try, and if you and if you get it right on that try, then you get copper tipped wings, indicating that you got it on the first fourth try. And if you don't, then you just have to stay in it forever. So yeah, and you can all if you if you get the rank of fairy godmother, which is the second highest honor you can get in fairy cultures, then you get crystal tipped wings, indicating that you are a fairy godmother, and you also get a crystal wand, with different colors depending on what type of fairy godmother you are. But the highest honor is to be royalty. When you're royalty, that means that you get diamond-tipped wings, indicating that you are royalty. Non-royal fairies can become royal, but with something called a blooding. When royals give one drop of their blood to you, then it's like this passing ceremony where you turn into royalty. Not of, not really, of course, but then your grand. But then the magic gives you gives you diamond wing tips, and you're considered royalty. Then, since but you since you weren't born royal, you are not called royalty. You're called blooded royalty. So, that's the lessons on fairies. I hope that you have enjoyed it. These lessons are going to be short, but they're usually going to be between episodes. I hope you listen to it. Goodbye.